Yo and hello. Welcome back to Podcast Free Roscoe. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jody. And we're wondering. Do you remember Radio Free Roscoe? Who does? We do. I don't. What? Never heard of it. Get out of here. Who is she? So what are we talking about today? So this week we're looking at season one, episode 18, How to Lose a Girl, part two. Ooh. The spine tingling conclusion. So this first aired December 19th, 2003, same day as written in the stars. It was directed by Chris Deacon, who also has credits for the latest buzz, design interns, Degrassi the Next Generation, Our Hero, and Darcy's Wildlife. And it was written by Swith Bell. And uh, we don't have any new guest stars in this one. It's a continuation of the saga that we confusingly started two episodes ago rather than the last episode. Where... We didn't do it. It wasn't our choice. Yeah, it's not <laughs> our fault. It. Yeah, it's weird. But anywho, Ray has a girlfriend and Lily conveniently just realized she liked him right as Ray managed to get a girlfriend. So we're going to see how that plays out in How to Lose a Girl Part 2. Or just how to lose a girl, depending on which series run you are following. I mean, why do I care when the Holy Roman Empire ended? Wouldn't I be better served memorizing my mother's birthday? At school? <laughs> do, do you need your school to teach you your mom's birthday? Why do they know? No. Okay, like, here's your basic demographic forms, I guess, that maybe for some reason have your parents' birthday. Study these. There will be a quiz. Why are you teaching me the Pythagorean theorem? Why won't you tell me when my birthday is? I don't remember. <laughs> For some reason, that sounds like, like, why don't, instead of like, why don't you come over here and make me? He's like, why don't you tell me when my birthday is? <laughs> it's like a vague threat. Let's go. Meet me outside. And then show me where my house is. <laughs> meet me outside and bring your calendar. <laughs> why bring your calendar? To show where the birthday is. <laughs> Meet me outside. Bring your calendar. Oh, it's so dumb. You gotta it's show so the dumb. birthday. It's it's a calendar for the birthday. <laughs> so not only in this scenario does he need to be taught what his mother's birthday is, he needs to be taught like what a calendar looks like. Like he needs to like point to it. Needs the context. The context of the other time. Context is everything. Yes. Yeah. But can we also master? The egg drop contest. What exactly is the future career where I'm going to need a contraption to keep an egg from smashing from 40 feet up? I feel like this is like an, one of those iconic assignments that shows up in different pieces of media. I don't I don't know if I ever did an egg drop, did you? No. What What other media did this show up in? I feel like, I feel like it was an Arthur or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I never went through this. I think the most like quintessential high school thing that I did was like frog dissection. But maybe it's because I didn't take physics in high school. Like I stopped taking science past the requirements. Yeah, no, me too. We we are not science brains, so sorry for all you sciencey folk. I I almost took chemistry in grade eleven, and then I dropped it to take media studies, and then went on to get an undergrad in media studies. Hey, yes, we are yes. media studies undergrads, and now yes. we can do podcasting from our very own homes. 
Yes. Had had we not done critical media analysis for four years, we would not be capable of plugging in a microphone. <laughs> no. Doing bad Jerry Seinfeld and John Travolta impressions and talking about pants. What do you mean bad? <laughs> hey, do you guys mind if I uh, take off a little early? Veronica's waiting at Mickey's. Sure. See you, Mr. Relationship. Hey, it's not a relationship until it hits the two-week mark. Well, that's why I gotta go. It's tonight. Like, I, I just, I love how they establish these things like they're like unspoken rules that everyone in society goes by. Katsumiki's where Ronnie is just rocking out. Yeah, she's got like, she's got so much hair. She's got a giant ponytail. Ah, that, these Mickey finally started to play some good music. I mean, just for the cruel and unusual punishment they were playing before. Veronica's bopping around to the music and she says to Ray, oh, this is so much better than what was on before. It was just people complaining about eggs. And... <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly in that manner. <laughs> that's very good, though. I mean, like, to be granted, if that's how you sell it, you're like, oh, these people, all they did, complain about eggs. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't uh, want to listen to that either. But we no. do find out that Ronnie's not a fan of RFR. Because no. they talk too much. She just wants to party. She just wants to party. She's talking about how, you know, she likes this one kind of radio station that just... Plays like, I don't know, party music. And then she says, okay, let's go have a date. And Ray's like, do you want to go to the observation deck? It's super romantic. And she's like, I bet it's great. And also, let's have water balloons for some reason. And Ray's like, sure. <laughs> and so they go off on their date. I mean, that that does make sense for Ray. It like, does. That absolutely sounds like something he would be into. But yep. it is interesting, the phrasing. She's like, imagine how much damage we could do with a couple of water balloons. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. Let's fuck it up. <laughs> but also... Damage? Mm. D- damage in what sense? I mean, I, I get if you're, like, trying to hit people. Yeah. Or, like, Not a good time. oh, man, these pamphlets. We're gonna ruin them. Maybe I'm probably thinking of an observatory. That's different from an observation deck. So oh, I, like, I guess. I don't think you can drop things out of an observatory. Yeah. I think it's closed. Right. Okay, now it's making more sense. They're going to the deck so they can drop water balloons. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> But what are they observing in Roscoe? <laughs> yeah, we we know Roscoe's a really small town. I'm assuming pretty flat, like not a lot of like tall buildings, not like a, a sweeping skyline. It seems kind of industrial. Maybe it's maybe it's almost like a joke or something. <laughs> Interesting. So I don't know. Why don't we just like wrap the egg up in some newspaper and see what happens? Sounds fun. It's such an asinine project. I don't think it really matters what we do. So the next day, Robbie and Travis are in the school hallway talking about how to strategize for this egg drop contest. They bump into Ed and Ted. We find out that Ed and Ted have been the winners for several years, which does this does this happen at every grade? Yeah, like that. that's a I hadn't thought about that before, but that's a good question. I feel like you would learn the egg drop lesson pretty fast. Like, you, I think after, you know, you do it within your own class, and then you just see who does the best, and then you would just copy that. Yeah. That's all you would do. I don't understand, but Ed and Ted are being a little insufferable about it. Ed, like, shoulders Robbie, which is hilarious. Ed's like, getting aggressive. Ed, Ed's a confident boy after that Entropy debut. He is. I, you wouldn't expect Ed to go all aggro, but, like, he talks... Like, he and Ted talk down Robbie and Travis, and then they strut off, and Ed just, like, 
shoulder checks Robbie a little bit. And now Robbie and Travis have a fire under their butts to somehow beat Ed and Ted. It's about pushing the envelope of scientific exploration. And reminding everyone that their tiny chimp brains are no match for the cranial juggernaut of the Ed and Ted dream team. We would do these things in middle school maybe once a month. I totally forgot about them until I was rewatching this episode. And honestly, until this conversation, <laughs> I think they were called G3s. And it was basically, um, so our middle school was grade seven, eight, nine, and I was in the gifted program. So they would do these things maybe once a month where they would get the three gifted classes, like the one from each grade. They would put us all together and then we would have like some sort of activity that we had to do. Like they would put us in groups. So we like met the people from the other grades and we had some sort of activity and we definitely had to do something where we had like straws and paper and tape and we had to build the best suspension bridge that we could oh and it was fun but also mine was terrible (laughs) and i i don't i think the session ended before we could really like display them or have any kind of competition so i don't actually remember what the most successful suspension bridge was So I'm not sure that I learned anything from it, except that I can't make a bridge out of straws. Well, now you know. So if it ever comes up in your adult life, you just can't do it. Yeah, life's a party, party, party whenever Veronica's around. I'm glad Ray finally has a girlfriend, but does she have to be so... Superly, duperly, fantastic? In the cafeteria the next day, Robbie, Lily, and Travis are kind of talking about their mutual dislike of Veronica. (laughs) And she's just like way, way too peppy all the time. She's really annoying. She, her and Ray come to the group and kind of break up their conversation. And they're all like trying to be like awkwardly polite. But like Veronica makes a comment about like Lily eating a burger. And the group's like just really not engaging with her in general. And her and Ray end up leaving because some guy is turning his tongue into a four leaf clover. And they're like, I'm 14 and that's sick. Yeah, it's the hottest thing in the cafeteria right now. Also, Veronica's wearing so many little hair clips, which oh, just so is such many, a throwback. So many. She's She's got some good looks, honestly. I mean, the scene in Mickey's, she's got like a really, it's not even like half up, half down. It's like most of her hair is down. And then she's got like one really like full high ponytail right in like the back of the crown of her head. So much hair. It's, it's a whole look. <laughs> Gravity sucks. We get an amazing smash cut transition of an egg smashing on the ground Ugh. as uh, <laughs> as Travis's egg drop rocket fails horribly, and uh, he and like Robbie a, are... a rocket is an interesting choice for like a safe vessel. Yeah, like, how, how can I get this to the ground? I'm gonna use something that launches really intensely. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, what if I put the egg? higher in the sky, rather than having it drop to the ground. And then I put a fuse near it. Yes. Ah, Couldn't go that's wrong. That's the deal. So clearly that's, somehow we've reached the ceiling of Robbie and Travis's intellectual capabilities because they decide the best thing for them to do, instead of actually besting Ed and Ted at the science game, is to do a Machiavellian divide and conquer of Ed and Ted's team. So they're going to just, you know, fuck around with Ed and Ted's friendship just because so they can, like, win a stupid egg drop contest. But do these boys really think that they can get in between Ed and Ted? E and T, quotation marks, period. 
<laughs> ENT LLC. Let's shock the flock till five o'clock with some bad rock. Now turn it up because it's Bronto's time to party. Power to the music. Back in RFR, everyone's having a discussion about science when Ray starts to leak some Veronica into the station by saying the station's boring and doing this like goofy shock jock rhyming thing to intro the songs and stuff. And of course, everybody else isn't into it. I wish he hadn't as said that as he leaks some Veronica. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was bad. Veronica's influence is taking over. That's That would have been a much better way to say that. Have you seen the clip of Trudeau's address where he's talking about... Moistly? Um, yes. <laughs> if you speak moistly onto someone, God, what a terrible image. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he immediately was immediately like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. He's like, oh, I said, I just said speak moistly in a public address. <laughs> yeah. Speaking moistly, eyes that know me. <laughs> <laughs> Once, now at Mervish in Toronto, starring Justin Trudeau. <laughs> And no one else. And no one else. <laughs> that that's how you that's how you keep theater alive. Is you have a one person show and no audience. <laughs> Do you think maybe Veronica's rubbing off on you a little? Thanks. I don't know. Would that be so wrong? Ray is hanging out with Lily and Travis at Mickey's because, as we've established, there is only Mickey's. Where else and would they be? <laughs> where else would they be? a good question. Lily and Travis kind of, you know, not so subtly ask Ray if Veronica's maybe having too much of an influence on him. And, you know, Ray gets defensive and says, well, what's the problem? And it ends up becoming this thing where they're kind of, basically, they kind of argue a bit with Ray about Veronica's personality. And he ends up ditching them as soon as Veronica comes into Mickey's. And we get this very sad moment where, you know, Travis is trying to comfort Lily. Forget about it, Lily. Fools rush into love, but it doesn't last. You don't get it, Travis. He's not the fool. I am. Later, I guess that evening, I don't know how long these kids are hanging out at Mickey's, but Ray and Veronica are hanging out on a couch at Mickey's and Ray's trying to have a heart-to-heart with Veronica about his friends not understanding him and what he wants and veronica's clearly distracted like waving at other people and then she doesn't really want to listen with ray she just wants to party and so the cracks in ray and veronica's relationship are starting to show pretty badly don't tell me you're too pathetic to come up with your own ideas please i've got tons of ideas robbie manages to confront ted while he's working by himself and plant the idea that ted's not pulling his fair share of the work Meanwhile, Travis goes over to Ted and convinces somehow convinces Ted that Ed thinks Ted's ideas are stupid. Um, I, ju- I just wanted to say that I'm sorry about not being supportive of your relationship with Veronica. So after Robbie and Travis have planted the seeds of doubt in the relationship of Ed and Ted, oh. uh, Lily goes to mend her relationship with Ray. She apologizes and says that, you know, she's his friend first and foremost and... She's there to listen if he ever needs to talk. And he's, you know, kind of kind of cool about it, but um, is, is happy and accepts her apology. Um, but before they can really get into any meaningful conversation, Ronnie comes in. She says that her and Ray are going to go join her friends to go to the drive-in and honk their horn at losers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My ideal date night is just sitting oh, yeah. in a car honking the horn for hours. 
But yeah, Ray, Ray initially agrees, but then quickly changes his mind and says that he has to, to take a rain check. So there may be hope yet that him and Lily will get a chance to talk. Yeah, and you can see Ray's getting a little bit exhausted. Uh, he's continuing to, you know, try and kind of shy away from Veronica's constant party, party, party attitude. It's just, it's getting a little wearisome. And then we get the meltdown of Ed and Ted. Oh, no. You really think you're going to make the egg fly, don't you? Yes, I do. And I'll do it without you, Theodore. Fine. But you're nothing without me, Edward. Travis and Robbie have succeeded in splitting up our boys. With that, we leave our first half of the episode with Ray and Veronica maybe headed for some relationship trouble and Ed and Ted's relationship having fallen apart. For the time being. Say it ain't so. So, if you thought we got obscure with Crazy Quilt, you haven't heard anything yet because this week's CanCon commercial break is about Ballooner Landing. Come along to Ballooner Landing. There's a welcome for everyone. Sammy, what's Ballooner Landing? Well, it's a show I remember watching when I was very little. It was produced in Calgary, which is kind of cool. Here's a summary from BroadcastingHistory.ca. Ballooner Landing was a mythical guest ranch for children. Hosts Lee and Sandy Paley and their sidekicks, Do Good Dog, Prudence the Parrot, and Tex Critter the Flea, hosted this series, based in Calgary, which provided children with a half hour of fun, stories, and song. The Paleys, who once owned a music store and sold it to produce their first album for children, wrote over 50 original songs for the series that carried messages of caring, friendship, and love to their young viewers. The Paleys went on to tour extensively with their music from their own albums and from the songs written for Ballooner Landing, and it was broadcast from 1990 to 1992. So how Ballooner Landing would go is they would always have a character like drop in on a balloon, hence the name Ballooner Landing. You see this kind of ranch in the opening title, but really the show kind of took place on these sets that were made to look like a porch and a backyard, and it would be a combination of stuff happening on these little sets, but also a lot, a lot of music videos like that they would just kind of insert at different points in an episode. And sometimes like that you would go into like Do Good Dog's house and it would be called like Studio D.O.G., where he would be sort of VJing these music videos. Oh boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The hips are now. You'll need to take your shoes and socks off for this video. Jody's scared of dude, good dog. <laughs> the face she's making. This dog can do no good in my books. <laughs> So yeah, they would do lots and lots of songs uh, filmed around Calgary, some of them. But yeah, it's, it's kind of neat to see hints of where we grew up in some of these super, super early 90s music videos. I'm impressed that you can find this. There's not a whole lot to find. A lot of what you can find are music videos posted on the Schoolhouse Songs YouTube channel, which is the official channel of Lee and Sandy Paley. Um, but I did manage to find a portion of an episode. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But so basically, you know, it's like any kid's show. Lessons would be learned. You'd sing some songs and play some games. And then the thing I remembered the most about this show was the ending song called A Smile Goes a Long, Long Way. A smile. 
goes a long, long way. A smile goes a long, long way. Today, uh, SchoolhouseSongs.com continues to be the official website of Lee and Sandy Paley. They're still touring and playing songs. You can actually put a deposit down on a concert using their online shop. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, you can also find their music there. You can find it on Spotify as well. You can also, if you want, buy for $100 a branded flash drive that has all of their music videos on it. (laughs) <laughs> so that's, that's a very a uh, very subtle hint you've dropped for your birthday gift there sammy <laughs> fuck <laughs> what have i done <laughs> um you can also download some coloring pages and some dot mpg video files from the show on their website oh, yeah. they're still very much based in calgary which is kind of neat we do love our calgary content similar to crazy quilt there's not a lot i can find for official reception for the show, but I was able to cull some YouTube comments. So these are all from the YouTube video of the Ballooner Landing theme song. User Josh Butte says, those people totally came to my school when I was in kindergarten. I thought I was the only person who remembered this show. User Floral Prince and Cigarettes says, OMG, I found it, loved the show, and my mom would sing me the theme song to help me fall asleep. Aw, such good memories. Aww. User Shorty3 says, Ah, finally, oh my god, I was starting to think I imagined this whole show. I could not remember the name of it for the life of me, but I remember all of the songs and even tried to Google them for months. I'm so happy, oh my gosh, I am 20 now. I miss my childhood so much. I feel like in Crazy Quilt, we also had another 20-year-old who was like, Ah, childhood. Ah. And this was my uh, my favorite comment from Jesse Barfield, who says, I loved the parrot paraphernalia. (laughs) So... It's it's cute. It's just this odd little locally produced kids show. Husband and wife duo who just wanted to make shows for kids. I don't have a, many clear memories of this because obviously this was like before I was born. I do remember clips of it. I remember the, the intro. I probably saw episodes like in syndication when I was a kid. But I remember I remember our mom singing us that end song. But I also remember our mom like mercilessly making fun of that end song. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, mom loves to make fun of this song, and particularly Sandy Paley. (laughs) (laughs) And the other big thing that I remember was uh, at the end, they'd always have an advertisement for uh, the Bow Valley Delta Hotel, because they would be like, guests of Ballooner Landing stay at the Bow Valley Delta Hotel. And they would have, like, this, like, shot of the Delta Hotel that like was near the Board of Education building with the statue of all the skinny guys in a circle like the big tall skinny statues <laughs> I know I know what you're talking about <laughs> for for our non-Calgarians out there yes for our non-Calgarians out there uh, there's a particular icon of Calgary Public Art that is featured in this shot the last thing I have to share about this is so Unfortunately, you can really only find individual songs on YouTube, except there's this one YouTube channel called Flight Symphonatic, which makes me think, (laughs) is this our dad? Is this our dad? (laughs) New segment, is this our dad? Um, (laughs) They managed to post a good chunk of a Ballooner Landing episode 
was watching for the credits for this episode to you know see if any of the cast were interesting people and the guest star for this particular episode they have an opera singer character in this episode and he was voiced by the dad of somebody i went to high school with <laughs> no he wasn't yeah what a wild thing to find yeah. out on this podcast oh this is making me calgary nostalgic i know right yeah so that's Ballooner Landing. It's definitely one of the more obscure shows we've covered, but, you know, it was a, it might have been a big part of your childhood if you were in Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> and nowhere else. And nowhere else. If you were us. <laughs> if you were us. If, you, could if have been your part name of your is Sammy Roach, <laughs> this one's for you. Yes, this podcast is just for me. I'm not going to release it on Spotify. This is the lost episode of Podcast Free Roscoe. Yep. Yeah, we couldn't tell the world about Ballooner Landing. It was too risky. And that's our CanCon commercial break. Oh, that's that's a fun one. Yeah. For us. Did you mean what you said earlier? That you'd always be ready to listen? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <gasps> it's about Veronica. So back on RFR, Ray comes to the station where Lily's practicing and he confides in her that... He needs somebody with more depth than Veronica, who's, you know, kind of one got a one-note personality where she just wants to, my girl wants to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. But he doesn't want to be the one to dump her, so yeah. they're trying to figure out a way to get her to dump him, which brings uh, us to Shady's new segment, How to Lose a Girl. Bum, bum, bum. And she's basically giving advice. Her first bit of advice is to basically do the opposite of the things that attracted your partner to you in the first place. And they start getting in callers and stuff. And I think both both Jody and I had to laugh at the first guy who calls in. And they're like, what's the problem? It's my girlfriend. <laughs> she just wants to watch DVDs. I'm like... That sounds good to me. I'll take I, your girlfriend. <laughs> I'll steal your girl. <laughs> this is stealing your girl. Yeah, so, and and somebody else calls in kind of concerned that, you know, this isn't a great way to do things. Like, you know, maybe you should take responsibility for your relationship, which makes sense to me, but they're going to go with it. And Travis seems to pick up that he's like, Lily, you seem particularly passionate about this topic. Any reason why? And Lily's like, meh. So. <laughs> but there's there's tons of time left in the episode for her to face the moral consequences of this. Oh, it's true. Ray day, Ray Hey, baby. Oh, hey. What the haps? But later at Mickey's, Ronnie meets up with Ray. And we get a, a great shot where we can see in the background just a ton of, we see RFR posters, we see yeah. the open mic poster, we see the terrifying guitar lesson poster. It's still like, there, Jack's still teaching. I, I just love how like those are established in this universe. And yes. every now and then we are blessed again with their terrifying presence. Wonderful. Graphic design is their passion. You know what? Forget about me. I'm just holding you back from all the fun things you want to do. You're not holding me back, buddy. Ray makes a half-assed attempt to try and get Veronica to break up with him because he's, like, boring or tired or something, and it doesn't work. Veronica just wants to cheer him up. Meanwhile, Robbie and Travis are making some sort of very strange contraption for their egg that's just, like, a bunch of sticks loosely stuck together in kind of like a, like a nest. 
Like, come on, guys, you gotta do better than this. Like, if you're gonna challenge Ed and Ted, at least bring a little bit of heat to the competition. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like a, a bundle of sticks. Yeah, and Travis can't seem to figure out how to stick a thing to another thing, so Robbie <laughs> gives him used chewing gum, which is disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's, it's macaroni. It's uh, mackerel and bologna. Best of both worlds. <laughs> we pop over to the next breakup attempt in the cafeteria, where Ray's basically trying to get the vegetarian Veronica to be disgusted enough with him by eating meat that she breaks up with him. Which, like, morally sucks, but also the the food, the food choices. He makes a sandwich. It's a bologna sandwich, but instead of bread, it's mackerel. That is so gross. That is disgusting. Oh, could have, why? Could have just done like a double down. Like yeah. something equally nasty. But yeah, equally at least, meaty. you know, marketable. I don't I don't understand Ray's palate whatsoever. Oh boy. Oh Ray. And yeah, you're right. It completely sucks that like, oh, I think I'll gross out my vegetarian girlfriend by just fucking eating the most meat ever in front of her. Oh. <laughs> it's awful. It sucks. But then somehow, like, Veronica is like, sure, I'll give that a try. <laughs> uh. Lily, I give up. I finally get a girlfriend, and turns out I have to spend the rest of my life with her. Why is this my fate? Ray goes off to confide to Lily again, because he can't seem to get Veronica to break up with him. Instead of, you know, just sucking it up and breaking up with her directly, but... You know, he goes into boys. like this whole woe is me spin about how he's <laughs> going to be stuck with her forever. And he's going to end up having to make root beer out of the their parents' basement in order to support the family. <laughs> like, I, I love how, like, it's not that he would get stuck in like a dead end job that he, he hated. Like, it, it could have been any job. He's going like, to be some whimsical entrepreneur instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> woe is me. Oh, no. I'm going to have to make craft root beer and grow a handlebar mustache. My poor wretched soul, I'm going to have to open up a factory and invite five children into it <laughs> to see who will get it in the end. Is that Ray Root Beer? <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Ray's factory would just be the trippy, scary part, I think. Oh, boy. So Lily suggests that, you know, the one thing that could definitely break up him and Veronica that's, you know, pretty, pretty ethically murky, even more so than what Ray's done already, is cheating. What she suggests is that Ray kiss her in front of Veronica so that Veronica thinks they got it going on, I guess. And, you know, Lily's totally doing this out of some self-interest, but, you know... She's just got to see you kissing another girl. Someone who's not going to misunderstand, but who can, you know, play it up for Veronica's sake. My mother's a busy woman. Not your mother, idiot. Me. I'm willing to take one for the team. Wait, you want me to kiss you? Yeah. And, you know, like, both of them are kind of, like, play, playing it down. Like, oh, you know, it's 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 for the team. It's it's for the, this cause. But obviously, I mean, it's not like Ray's fit feelings have gone away. Yeah. It's so it's so frustrating. It's like you kids just, just kiss. Just kiss. You like each other. God damn it. Boys will be boys and girls and teens. Teens will be teens. <laughs> but 
<laughs> boys will be boys and girls and teens. Next, we jump to Ray and Lily and Mickey's, and Lily's trying to like figure out like the perfect angle for Veronica to see Ray and Lily kiss. Ray is unsure. He doesn't feel good about hurting Veronica, but Lily's like, hey, this is what you want, right? And Ray just kind of stares at her for a second, and then they kiss. It happens. Wow. Yeah, we get like, what are, I guess, supposed to be four different angles, but they're definitely four different kisses. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like know these, if they're supposed to give just kiss and kiss and kiss and kiss. These these teens had to had to kiss a lot. But, yeah. uh, and they're Ronnie, playing it up. They really are. Um, Ronnie walks in. She sees them. She's like, "That's that's not cool, Ray. We're we're through." And Lily's like, "Veronica, I'm I'm so sorry." And instantly she's like, "It's cool. Have fun. <laughs> Rock on. Fun. It's, it's great. It's fine." She's Ronnie. She's not bothered. Um, yeah. But after she leaves, Ray's like, "I I should go talk to her." And he leaves Lily to go talk to to Ronnie. And Lily's visibly upset that her yeah. plan didn't just like immediately turn into him being like, "Oh, I'm with you now." Foiled. Foiled again. Yes. Ah. But then we get this really great montage of people's egg contraptions for this egg drop contest. And like some of the things that are in this, there's there's just a bagel. Like they just put an egg in the hole of a bagel. And we're like, yes, this, this is good. Um, there's toilet paper. Uh, what else? What? There's like a it, shark toy. Yeah, it's like a plastic fish. Okay, yeah. I, I want to see what the fuck that shark is. <laughs> Yo, girl, what that know what shark, the shark do? Is. Okay, it, it's like a shark, but it looks like it's got arms. <laughs> a shark with arms will save the egg. <laughs> and then, yeah, like a rubber boat. And what's that what one? It's just that? Like, it's just like... Something green. It looks yeah. like one of those like um, UNICEF milk curtains that <laughs> you wear when you go out trick or treating. But you put an egg in it because you're an asshole. <laughs> Except we didn't get to collect UNICEF because UNICEF supported contraception, so we had to do Holy Childhood Association. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why we couldn't do UNICEF is because they had like some actual like safe sex stuff. And that, our that Catholic school was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Halloween is all about abstinence, children. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to see Robbie and Travis's befuddling egg drop trap thing, which is obviously going to splinter apart as soon as it hits the ground. <laughs> Due to extenuating circumstances, Theodore and I will be executing our projects independently. Mr. Hakita. I guess Robbie and Travis can go next. Yeah, so Robbie and Travis's egg drop contraption immediately falls apart as soon as it hits the ground. And Robbie and Travis go outside to collect it. And when they come back in, Ed and Ted have made up. They've managed to combine their designs. So Ed was working on this sort of like big maple key aerodynamic thingy. And Ted was working on a solution that had the egg being shock absorbed in a container of honey. They combined them both. Drop them out the window and we get this beautiful, like, majestic score. As the egg soars towards the ground. And of course, Ed and Ted nail it. And honestly, I think we're just happy to see them back together because 
Robbie and Travis, you, you can't break up the dream team. That's not nice. Don't do you that. You can't do it. For earlier points about never doing an egg drop competition at school, I always wanted to just because I'd seen this episode and was like, if that ever comes up, I know how to do it. You put it in some honey, you put some wings on it, sick. Yeah. Good to get Oh, 100%. yeah. You had it, you had it locked yeah. thanks to RFR. I was ready. Thank you, RFR, for teaching me about physics because I didn't take it. Nope, me neither. Where is everyone? They're coming. Relax. I'm fine. Relaxed. Well, obviously you're not. So we end the episode in the station once again. Lily's the first one there. I guess she's adjusting her mic and Ray comes in. And it's a bit tense. And she asks if Veronica hates her now. And he's like, no, she's dating that guy who did like the clover thing with his tongue. <laughs> she, she got over it pretty fast. She, also, she had a side piece. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray says, you know, he's fine with it because... Obviously, that means that she wasn't that attached to him. And he, he wants someone who, who would fight for him. And Lily wants to be that person. And they have like a, a little bit of a moment of just kind of staring at each other before Robbie and Travis come in, already scheming the next school project that they can use to break up Ed and Ted and get their victory. Like they're really hung up on this. Yeah, um, guys, come on. <laughs> really want to fight to break up Ed and Ted just so they could, I guess, win a science project? Clout, a, that sick science project clout. Some some pretty high stakes. Um, but Ray and Lily have a little thinly veiled conversation about how you can't break people up for your own gain. Um, with Ray saying that Sometimes if, if you know it's not right, then you've got to do everything you can to, to fight for that person. Are we still talking about eggs here? You know, RFR, that show where they keep complaining about eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. That's our show. I also realized I did Henry Chan dirty. Uh, of course we had a guest star. We had Henry Chan as Mr. Hakita. And I did try to find some stuff on Henry Chan, but... As you might have guessed, Henry Chan is kind of a common name. <laughs> There's a few <laughs> actors named Henry Chan. So I'm not, I don't think I found the right Henry Chan. But Henry Chan, you are a very good science teacher. <laughs> yes. I always like seeing the, the teachers of Roscoe. Yes. All two of them. <laughs> yes. So take us on over to Mickey's Discs. Songs featured in this episode include The Other Side of Love by Bodega, Get It Together by Danny Kay, Yeah, We Got It by Go Robot Go, don't Let It Fade by Sunday's Best, Movie Stars and Supermodels by The Rocket Summer, Daylight Saving by Sub, The Moment by Shine Factory, and Answering Machine by Sekadin. I don't think I had a song that stood out to me in particular this episode. We have some good recurring artists like Sekadin and Shine Factory and The Rocket Summer, so I don't know, it's a very <laughs> RFRE episode. Yeah, there's, there's not much that we could elaborate on considering we have talked about a lot of these artists before. But also, I think this one is just like, it's so plot heavy that maybe maybe I was just so focused on like the storylines that like the music didn't even kind of clue in for me. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, there there's a lot of high stakes. I mean, breaking <laughs> up Ed and Ted. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, not that. That's not to roast these artists and say these songs are not memorable, but that is no. to say this episode had a lot going on and is yeah. very engaging. I mean, the whole of this show revolves around the relationship between Ed and Ted, so mm -hmm. it's it was a very scary episode. Yeah, but that's how to lose a girl, part two or part one. 
or just 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 how to lose a girl. <laughs> that that's just how you lose a girl. It works. That's just how you lose a girl. And it but worked. not how you lose an Ed or a Ted. Gotta find a different strategy for that one. But why would you want to? Hey, have you found an Ed to your Ted? Let us know at podcastfreeroscoe at gmail.com. Or let us know any of your thoughts about the show. Voice clip, email. We dig it. My gosh. It should have made um, Valentine's back in February. Oh my god. Be the You're Ed the Ted to my to Ted. My Ed. Oh, I love it. Beautiful. If you're not already, you can follow us on social media. You can find us at Podcast Free Roscoe on Instagram and Facebook or Pod Free Roscoe on Twitter. And for now, that's Podcast Free Roscoe signing off. Mm-hmm.